been going through the fruits of the Spirit, and the last one I wanted to talk about was faith. That's the, I could have gone love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, but Lord, something about faith this morning got me inspired. My note said faith, the Spirit said faith, the prayer said faith. And I want to lock you in with some ideas on faith because I don't want you to go away thinking that faith is magic. That's not what faith is. Faith is believing. Let me just take your seats for a moment. I'm going to, going to get you into this scripture here. Hebrews chapter 11 is the most direct definition of faith we get in scripture. Now, the thing about faith is, um, the thing that um, the scripture kind of tells us it says, where two or three are gathered in my name, that's what Jesus says, two or three gathered in my, we don't need a whole bunch of us, you, you, don't, don't get deceived or, 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 or upset by numbers, that's not what it is. This is about belief. Two or three gathered in my name, and I think we can say we're doing it in his name, then he's here with us. <laughs> He's just asking us to believe. He said in his scripture, ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open to you. The only thing that needs to happen is us to lead the conversation. He's asking you to take the first step. He's asking you to do. He knows what you need. He knows what you want, but he's asking you to have forward momentum. And don't be deceived, faith doesn't have to look like a big thing. Faith can be tiny. Faith can be small and have incredible impact. In fact, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about today. Like, don't think that faith has to be the thing that everybody sees and turns into a miracle. Okay, let me get into my scripture because I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews 11 is a letter written to the Hebrew people, to the folks who are of Jewish descent. It's written to them because they had a bunch of Jewish customs that we're using and they needed to use this particular letter to let them know things are a little bit different under Christ. Like, and I want you to discount what you know, but I need you to know there's a better way. Right, I don't want you to be upset about what you do and how you, what you go through, but I need you to know there's a better way. And the scripture in Hebrews helps us speak, speaks to that moment. Begins, Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, And now faith is the substance. That very substance, the very thing that makes it real is faith. Meaning that faith is drawing on something that exists that isn't in our current reality. That isn't in our present moment. So in order to pull something into my moment that doesn't exist in that moment, I use faith to reach it first. Does that make sense? I use faith to reach forward for the thing that's not in my life at the moment. Faith is critically important because without faith, I can't, according to scripture, even please God. I can't even get started with the relationship if I can't make him happy without faith. So it reads, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. <laughs> faith is, makes our hopes substantial. It makes the things we are hoping for, faith, 
makes the things we are hoping for actually touchable. Faith makes the thing that is a distant dream something that becomes very real. Faith does that. Faith puts into reality the things that we are hoping for. So if there's something you're asking the Lord for deep down inside and it's out of your range, faith is the mechanism to get to it. Faith is the mechanism. He goes to verse 2 and says, For by it the elders, the people who went before us, obtained a good report. Then he goes on in multiple verses, verses all the way through, and he's talking between the faith of Abel. We see the faith of Abraham, Noah, Enoch, uh, Abraham, Sarah, um, Joseph. Gosh, all these patriarchs of faith repeated, repeated. And these are really, really big characters. But I like when it kicks off in verse 23. Verse 23. The reason why I love this is because we see faith can begin in humble places and lead to very, very big things. Like, I don't want you to be, to be tricked or th- think because of the patriarchs of the Bible I just mentioned then, that faith only exists in the very, the most impressive of prophets. Like, faith exists in you and me today, right now. If there's something we're asking for that's outside of our reach, faith can bring it to pass and bring it into our reality. Let me jump down to verse 23. The first 23 starts off like this. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. This is a bit different. The, the faith that's been talked about in the chapters before then was about huge patriarchs. It talked about Abraham, as big as it gets when it comes to faith. It talked about Enoch, who's so perfect that God didn't even let him die. Translated him into heaven immediately. Man is talking about uh, Jacob or Sarah. These are huge. But now, we're not talking about big prophets. In verse 23, we are talking about the parents of Moses. We're not talking about Moses. Moses has just been born. And the scripture says, by faith, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. Now, just to set the context here, there was, um, this is the great um, movement by Pharaoh when he decided to try to wipe out the children of Israel and he decided to kill the children. And so what you see is really actually a natural reaction from parents. Of course they want to save their children. How is that great faith? But I think sometimes we get tricked into thinking faith needs to be something big and all faith needs to do is draw on something we don't know yet. Like this is a natural reaction for for, for parents to want to hide children and look after children and make sure that they're not harmed. But the scripture is saying this is great faith. This action is great faith. We're talking right now about healing and that's right, but there's faith in all kinds of ways that we're going to use today. (laughs) It took great faith, frankly, to get up and say, we need prayer for somebody. That's how it starts. 
you, you, you start thinking about what needs to get done, we just need to start with a little bit of faith. Like faith enough to ask. Faith enough to get up. Faith enough to come to church. It doesn't have to be big yet, it just has to be. Faith, faith takes on all kinds of forms. It looks like all kinds of things. It looks like a parent just trying to get their child to be okay. Faith sometimes just looks like having to get up and go when I didn't want to get up and go. Faith sometimes looks like me just getting to work on time today even though the cares of this life are weighing me down. Faith sometimes just looks like cooking that meal because it's necessary to get to the next moment. Faith is more than just the great miracles. Faith helps you overcome the moment you're in. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But we've got to start with faith. No matter how small, Jesus says, if you had faith of a mustard seed, you would be able to move a mountain. He's trying to let you know there is no objective comparison between your faith and the thing you're trying to do. There's no reasonable comparison. You can have just a little bit of faith and do a whole bunch of things. There isn't very much thing smaller than a mustard seed. There's not much stuff smaller than it that he could describe, right? If we were today, we were using, we'd say an atom, a particle. I just need something. I don't need you to be the one get up here and prophetically speak a word under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I just need you to, to say a prayer underneath your breath that starts the... I don't need you to be speaking in tongues for half an hour to show you've got faith. I just need you to believe in your heart. Like it, it, it doesn't start with the big things. Look, Moses is destined for huge things. This is the same Moses who's gonna put his staff out and open up the Red Sea. This is the same Moses who's gonna have 10 commandments, who's gonna have who's going to have the 10 plagues and destroy all of Egypt. But it doesn't start there. It starts with his parents hiding him away by faith. Small. You worried about the big, I'm not. I know if we get together in enough of us with little bits of faith, it's going to lead to big things. Gosh. Here Moses is at this moment in this story where they're recalling it to the people of God. He's saying, remember where Moses started off? Because he speaks to them in this scripture as little children. And he wants them to know when he starts talking about the faith of Moses, he starts the faith of Moses, not when Moses is on the mountaintop with the staff. He starts the story of Moses when he's the most vulnerable and when he's about to die. I'm not worried about our numbers, our strength. I'm not worried about our position. I'm just worried about starting with faith. As soon as somebody challenges my faith, that's it, I'm on one. I'm just gonna start with saying it to myself, I believe the Lord can do this. Faith tells my hope there's a chance for this to happen right now. Faith tells my hope 
that part of me that's so afraid to even believe the hope I'm hoping for that I can't speak about it. But faith tells me that it can happen. He will do it. He will bring it to pass. Sometimes faith doesn't even look like you're making ground. Sometimes faith just looks like I'm standing and I'm not going backwards. Like, sometimes faith means as soon as you hit me and when I go down, I'm just getting straight back up. Sometimes faith is about endurance. Sometimes faith is just about holding on. But then there's sometimes faith is about going on the attack and saying, Lord, be with me as I go into this trouble. Gosh, we've got to hold on to faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I remember when we were on the phone call, we had a phone call about four or five weeks ago, one of the most devastating phone calls I had. Um, we were on the call, me, Sonia, Sister Sonia, and Bishop Floyd were on the, on the phone call. And they says, don't get your hopes up about Janice, about our sister. It says, it's not reasonable for us to try to get your hopes up. In fact, it would be, irres- it would be professionally irresponsible for us to get your hopes up about her. And the thing that he said to us that I thought was really interesting, he says, he started to go after the hope. And my brother said, you can't impact my hope. Like you can have everything else. You can have the facts. You can have the, you can have the, 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 the data sheet on Janice's health. You can tell me the oxygen levels. You can tell me all the problems that she has. But what you cannot have that is mine is my hope and my faith. You can't have that. (laughs) I don't deny you have very real evidence for the problem you're talking about. I'm not even denying that. What I'm saying is I refuse to give you my hope and there's zero chance you can have my faith. I am giving that to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So Moses knows now. So Moses is being presented. He's the most vulnerable moment. This is the man who's going to lead Israel out of bondage but right now the only thing he needs is somebody to hide him and what I think about sometimes faith is you don't even have to tell everybody (laughs) don't worry about telling anybody about your what you believe like sometimes I think we think we've got to declare this Moses was hidden they had to hide him because he was in literal danger the faith was hiding Moses until Moses was ready Sometimes you can't even articulate the pain you're feeling, but you know you believe the Lord can do it. Like there's just nothing that can take that away. So by by faith, when Moses was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was proper. He was something special about this child. And they were not afraid of the king's commandment. They refused to give in to what the king was about to say. What's not mentioned here is that there was also midwives. In this story, there were midwives, not just um, Moses' parents, but midwives. Because as the story tells us in Exodus, they were supposed to kill the children as soon as they were born. The, The midwives were given instructions to kill the children, and the scripture says that they refused to do it. So what this story is telling us is that the beginning of Moses wasn't entrusted to prophets. The beginning of Moses' story 
wasn't entrusted to pastors and elders and warriors and people we think of as great men or women of God. It was entrusted to the most vulnerable people who would believe on the Lord Jesus. It was entrusted to midwives and his parents. That was it. The redemption of a whole nation wasn't in Moses' hands because he was just born. It was in the hands of his parents and the midwives. This is what faith begins. People are often wondering, well, I need something special. I need some huge declaration. No, you don't. You just need to believe. <laughs> so what does verse 24 say? This is where I love the story because now this is where Moses kicks in. Before this time, Moses didn't have nothing to do with the faith that needed Moses to get to this point. But now we start to pick up with Moses. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, meaning all this time, somebody else's faith needed to be intertwined to get Moses to this place. So faith doesn't have to begin with the big prophets. In fact, I would suggest the other way around. It begins with the smallest of actions. I'm not gonna give in. I'm not gonna give up on my children. I'm not gonna give up on my brothers and sisters. I don't care what the doctor says. I'm gonna believe in my heart and then see what the Lord does at the end. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he was, sorry, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of, for, of sin for a season. As soon as Moses gets his own opportunity now, he starts to set up the boundaries of his belief. <laughs> He starts to establish what he wants for his identity. So this faith that started off as this little hidden mustard seed, this little hidden thing, has now started to bear fruit and started to have branches. Jesus said of the mustard um, seed that it turns into a tree and the birds come and the birds actually make nests in the tree. Which is why the, the mustard seed is important. It starts very small, but then when it grows, it becomes so big that it supports other life, right? You see what I mean? The, it, it starts small, gets put in the ground, gets so big that other creatures now rely on that smallest of things. So we start the story of Moses as the smallest of things. And by the time we finish the story of Moses, he's grown into this massive tree and, and not only is he helping a few people he's helping everybody around him he's freeing the people of God from slavery so you say to yourself well, how does that apply to us we're sitting here just a few of us with this little bit of faith that is believing on the Lord and I'm saying that other people when our faith becomes into maturity the scripture says when he has come to years, meaning when it's finally time to come out, when it's time to grow up, when it's time for our faith to come to maturity, when it's time for our faith to be fully seen, then other people can rely on us. But it starts small, it starts tiny, but then it becomes this huge, big thing 
by faith. Hallelujah, glory to God. Moses, when he was come to years, thank you, Lord, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of the Pharaoh. Faith started then for Moses, not as an individual thing, but started as a community thing that got invested into his life. <laughs> Moses started faith with starting with his parents, with the midwives, and that got invested in him and the children. And then they grew up and had faith of their own. <laughs> now Moses is up now. The scripture says his faith that has been in hibernation, the faith that has been put in him for the next day, remember I said what faith is, faith is the hope of tomorrow brought into the present moment and made physical and real. So our hope for tomorrow is that things get better and we say by faith Lord bring that into today. So the faith that they invested in Moses and this point has become real and what has happened? He refuses to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter. In the right kind of faith, in the presence of the right kind of faith, people who would normally go one way will go completely the right way in the presence of the right kind of faith. Moses was surrounded by it. <laughs> Moses was, was grounded in this faith. There's something different about this boy and we've got to save him. His mother was so desperate that they made a basket and tarred it and put that same basket into the Nile and let him go. They let his, he let the, she let the child go, but this is what the Lord did. Pharaoh's daughter found Moses and the faith was so, this is how strong her faith was. This is where the faith began. She turned around and looked for a, a midwife to look after the child. She calls back Moses' mother and says, here, here's some money, look after my ch child. No, 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 you've just handed money to the mother of Moses to look after her own child. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody coming to you, Sister Sonia handing her, here, here's 50,000. If you could look after Nia, that would be so helpful to us. Sure, thank you very much. I think I will look after my own daughter. Thank you very much. That's what happened. But what did he start with? What looked like desperation really was faith. She said, if I let this child out, the Lord's gonna make a way to bring him back to me. It sounds impossible when we say it out loud, but I refuse to keep quiet with my faith. I'm gonna send it out and ask the Lord to send it right back to me. We're gonna pray these prayers. Was it Sister Joanne? Is that, is that I got the name right? I'm gonna pray this prayer tonight. I'm sending it out and I'm asking the Lord to help send it right back to me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm praying the prayer. I've only got a little bit. I've just got a little bit, but I'm going to use it. The scripture tells me that that faith can become a whole entire mustard tree. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. By faith, when Moses came, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Thank you, Lord God. Than to enjoy pleasures of sin for a season. It's amazing that his identity now is born in the faith that he was created from. 
The faith that saved him transforms his identity. He's built, he has now been raised in complete luxury. He gets raised by his mother, so he gets some of his identity there. But surely, if you're, if you're in a prince's palace, if you're in a king's palace, that's what you would choose. Like, but faith told him, this isn't for me. Faith told Moses, I need more than what this palace can offer. I need more than this good food is going to offer me. Faith told him that I need more than, the, than the, what the scripture describes as pleasures of sin for a season. Meaning, it was only ever going to be a, for a while. But he's willing to sacrifice what the now is for what the better future could be. Your faith has to be so strong that it ignores the present circumstance and looks to what could possibly be and takes that as a greater reality than your current information. It has to reach forward and say, that is the reality that I want. Lord, make it, bring it to pass. That's the faith. Brings it into this moment. So, so Moses said to himself, I know I have these riches now, but I can have freedom from me and my people tomorrow. And in order to get there, I have to reject what is in my life today. So I don't care what bad news is today. I don't care what the no is today. I don't care what the rejection is today. I don't care how bad it looks today because I'm reaching forward to what it will be tomorrow. Hebrews 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Substance, the word substance is about making things solid. It's about making it actually physically real. So if you're hoping for something, you don't have it, right? It's not there. It's, it's not real by definition. But faith makes that thing you're hoping for solid. It makes it durable. It makes it palpable. It makes it physical. That thing that I want, that deliverance I'm looking for, that healing I want, I'm making it real right now. So when you see me in a spirit of thanksgiving, after I make a request, it's because I'm saying that thing is real right now. So if it's real right now, then I thank you for it right now. I'm not gonna wait to tomorrow to thank you for... <laughs> Look, kids, don't thank your parents. Don't thank your parents for the gifts you get on Christmas the day after. It's a bad, it's a bad mistake. Thank them when they give it to you, right? So my faith tells me if that thing I'm hoping for is real right now, I have to thank him right now. Like that's how faith works. We've got to make it in action right now. Even though it's tomorrow's hope, my faith says it's here today. So I'm going to thank him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse, verse 24, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh. Refused today's blessings because there were better blessings for tomorrow. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Today's stuff looks great, but if I need to sacrifice it for tomorrow's hope, I'm gonna do it. Esteeming the, reproach, uh, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches 
than the treasures in Egypt. This is the part where I, I had to reread this multiple times. I'm going to go over it, but give me, a, give me a moment here. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. So now the scripture is actually telling you something really, really important. He preferred what Christ, the promise of Christ for tomorrow, than what the king of Pharaoh could give him today. Do you see that? Am I reading it the same way as you? Esteeming the reproach of Christ as greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. <laughs> For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. So he was respecting the thing for tomorrow more than the thing that was today. <laughs> That's what faith does. It says the thing I'm asking for tomorrow, I'm going to ignore my sorrow today. I'm going to ignore the issue today and look at the hope of tomorrow. Verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. The thing that was not substantial was more substantial than the king. He pulled from the future the odd knowledge of the Christ none of us have seen and said, I'm going to make this real today. More real than the palace, more real than the riches, more real than the, than the, the goods and the food and the goodly robes. It's more real what I have for tomorrow. So I've got to ask a question of you. What are you asking the Lord for today that is not real today? Because we're going to make it real right now. We're going to pull tomorrow's hope into today and ask him to make it more real than our concerns and our problems today. I'm going to start acting like it's completely real today and by faith say, Lord, make it so. We qualify for the asking. Why do I say that? There's two or three of us gathered together in his name right now. We qualify for the asking. We qualify. In fact, we, oh, we double, triple that. We qualify to ask. He is able. That ain't even part of it. He is absolutely able. We're going to say, Lord, make that real thing for me. That hope real for tomorrow. Make it real for me today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to keep praying. Like I've always said, I don't know how stories end, but I know every great story begins with faith. I know every great story begins with faith. And so I'm going to believe. I don't even know Sister Joanne. I don't know her, and I don't care. I'm praying for her and believing. Amen? Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Love. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. We are going to embody the fruit of the Spirit in this church. So every single action, every single opportunity we have to to see those fruits in action, we're going to just work to make it happen. May the Lord have a blessing to your life.